What's up, guys? Connor Ferguson here with David Helgevald. You're listening to the Always Race Day podcast, episode five. Um, full disclaimer, before everyone gets super pissed at us, uh, we're supposed to have Wade Onger on tonight. Uh, unfortunately, he had some travel issues. He's not going to be able to uh, join us down here. But I got Damon. I think that's half good. Well, I guess if there is a... Uh partial replacement you might as well pick me i don't know <laughs> i i could not live up i was actually looking forward to talking to, to wade too because i wanted to ask him um about some of the cool trips he's been on here recently so no one go to wade's twitter and start talking shit to him i don't want that unless no, we no. unless we want to go that way but we got to commit either way no no we won't it, do it's not it's not his fault he was stuck in traffic we'll put it that way <laughs> So, uh, since we were last on, I got super sick, um, and we're sorry to not be, uh, consistent on the podcast stuff, you know, right off the bat here. Uh, yeah, like Sunday night, uh, just, I, I've been sicker than a dog all week, so I'm at least feeling a little better. That's why my voice sounds like ass right now. You feeling better now? Almost, man. (laughs) I guess we, I guess we get to watch race cars tomorrow. It's hey, rough, dude. Like, I play hockey all the time. I go out and I run. I, you know, I do like normal stuff. Um, for someone that like still plays a sport, and like I get up and I'm like just lightheaded as hell walking around my apartment. <laughs> it's just like it's like when you uh, screw up your finger or something. You're like, yeah. man, I remember when I had no pain at all in my hand, like I do with my left hand. Like, so lucky. It, it's like that, except it's like both legs. In your yeah, that's that's tough. That is uh, that's not fun. I I actually just got done running with the uh, team here, and I'm starting to feel it now, man. My I'm <laughs> I'm getting I'm getting to a point where I don't know if I should be running with them anymore or not. We flashed uh, Damon right into the fire tonight, because uh, we I mean we're recording early now because of Wade. Uh, <laughs> yeah, hey, that's okay. Damon. I was home. It worked out. But uh, yeah, let's let's jump into stuff. Um, some news from this week is the NASCAR Truck Series bodies are going to move to uh, closer, closely reflect uh, the manufacturers' like top truck they want to market and everything. I didn't know if you had anything to say about that. I think it's cool. I think whatever we can do to get the hoods of the truck taller look more stocky. I think they sure, always sure. look badass when they, when the hoods just look bigger. But I, I really liked, uh, what was it? Ford that came out today. I really liked theirs. It, uh, it was pretty sharp. And I didn't, I, really, I'm under, like, I didn't really understand only coming out with Fords and not. Sure. Yeah. I, I didn't get that either, but I like, like them. three, four or five Fords that run trucks. Yeah. Is there even that many? I like I I googled and I searched for NASCAR trucks for a picture of a Ford to compare it to. And there's like, I probably could have searched a uh, specific driver, but I was trying to get it done in a couple. Months. I was gonna say it's probably. I mean, I was looking. It's probably DGRs. I think is it. I think it's Deegan and the Grays is about the only ones that that run Ford. So. And then the. Uh... The only other breaking news kind of thing I had from the week is uh, I think we got our first like driver commitment for the world of outlaws late models next year. Uh, Kyle hammer is going to go on his rookie season with the tour. Uh, He's been driving modifieds. He's made three late model starts this year. 
that's a really low number for someone who's going to run national late model racing. And uh, he did reach out to Dennis Jr. The release said um, for advice, and he's just willing to pay the extra gas money for those big payouts that the late models have at every normal race, you know, being 10,000 to win everywhere. I think that's huge for that series. Is, is he teaming up with anybody or is it just his stuff? I think it's just his stuff. I think he sold his late model stuff from what I could tell. His modified stuff? Or his modified stuff. Thank you. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Well, good for him. I mean, especially to go and chase those kind of, uh, those kind of dollars. I mean, let's be honest. It's not, it's not the most outpaying sport in the world, but. Well, and you, and you don't think so many people are going to drop off the tour like what's happened this year. It's been the right. perfect storm of like getting down to like five, six people that have ran every race. And as long as you've shown up to every race, you're top six in points. Right. Yeah, no, I, I give them all the credit, man. That's cool. Three starts, six appearances with the series. So, okay. So he's on, he's gone to six shows, made three features. There you go. I think there were bigger shows, you know, you give them that. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't see any, I just wanted to double check to make sure I don't see anything of him teaming up with people, but the return of the sunshine nationals for the late models is coming back in January of next year. And I believe the Arizona stuff is before that even uh, flow racing. So Makes for a short off season. I like it. I was going to ask Wade tonight. I think we'll just touch on shit we were going to talk to Wade about. <laughs> uh, but I'm hoping Australia runs a full year because I sat down and uh, I wrote that story on uh, Lockie McHugh uh, over in the summer. And I was sitting down looking at the Australian stuff. And, you know, I- I'm all for, like, getting drunk on a Saturday. And, like, uh, if we drink for one more hour, we can watch the Australian <laughs> street car feature. Like, that's just funny to me. I mean, it was like curling in the Olympics. We were doing that stuff, dude. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. That's that's so cool. To, it's uh, like a battle at that point, too. It's like we've all had 17 beers, and we're all tired. Right. And we have to find something in us to kick it to fifth gear. Well, you got to make it to a certain time. And if there's something later on in the night to push you that way, you might as well uh, take advantage of it. Well, it's like some of my friends like despise racing because I talk about it so much. So it's like, what, what better time to get them to watch it? Exactly. That, that's it. the goal, man. That's the goal. So Kyle Hammer joining the World of Outlaws Late Model Tour next year. Good luck to him. I'm going to try to get him on here uh, as well and kind of talk about making that jump. Because I, I just think that's such a huge jump to make in your first season, especially the lack of uh, national tour starts he has. Um, but, you know, we've seen – beginner's luck beginner's luck in dirt racing for some reason yeah guys first when guys first get with the crew chief when guys first get with the team and they start winning off the bat it's hilarious it's uh i don't under i don't know i don't know if you've noticed that at all i i just had to say something about that because it almost seems like every other big name that we see jumping somewhere like they go out and get a win right away yeah, what right in like his second or third start with his uh jailbreak team. Right. Yeah. So and had, uh um Strickler when he made made the jump up this year, he won right away. So his that that's a little different, I think, because of his uh I think he went through a couple crew chiefs 
early in the season. Right. But he yeah, still same, won. He still won I, right I, out I of the game. Yeah, same difference. Yeah. Um, we'll keep going here. Uh, biggest thing from the weekend, how Bristol was cool. Oh, my goodness. That was, uh, that was a fun weekend for every series at Bristol. I don't think you could have asked for – I don't think there will be a better triple header weekend in a long, long time. It's really hard to top a uh, rookie kid uh, getting his first career win. Uh, when he needed it. Yeah, yeah, to stay alive in the playoff race. Um, A.J. Allmendinger taking over the first overall seed in the Xfinity points by beating the guy who he's taking the first seed from mm-hmm. at the line getting wrecked, and then uh, that Harvick Elliott stuff. Yeah, it. Uh, I didn't get to see much of it because I was at uh, wedding festivities this, this weekend, so I was uh, in part of a wedding back back home, so I didn't get to see much of it, but – did get to watch the end of the Xfinity race and got to watch the end of the, of the cup race. And boy, you couldn't, uh, you couldn't have asked for better finishes. Like you said, I don't think there's a better triple header weekend, but um, Chandler Smith, man, that was so cool. I was listening to that on MRN on the way home and when he needed it most, he got it. And that was, that was pretty cool. Yeah, absolutely. I also congrats to uh, Sammy Smith. Yep. Uh, I emailed his PR. We couldn't get him on. Uh, he, didn't, he just didn't respond this time. So <laughs> I sound, dude, the outside people, I probably sound like such a hack. I uh, promise, I promise we're nice people uh, and no. everything's good. I'm just sicker than a dog. So no, th- this guy, you know, you, you tried to get people on with us in like the last half hour. So I, I told Eric that I didn't care. He was at the keg stand. Right. That see, I think that would have made for a pretty entertaining interview. To be if honest. we could like, if we could get some graphics on the Zoom, and then attach that to the video of Eric talking to us <laughs> while he's at the keg stand. He said he was doing trivia night, so that also would make it tough. But I think it would I just come down to how much you're helping your team. I think this means like Eric Bridger is like an All American in trivia. He has to be right. I I gotta assume like. If That's he's he that into it that he couldn't join us, then you know that he he is the all American at trivia. So let's talk. Uh, let's talk Harvick versus Elliot. I'm sick enough that I wrote Gordon versus Elliot on the rundown. Then yeah, what do you think? Because there's a lot of hot takes flying, and this is one of those where I just sit back and watch other people react because I don't really care. Well, I'll put it this way. Um, I don't know if you got to hear what Jeff Burton said after the race yes. on, on Saturday night. He compared it to Formula One, which I love to do. I love to take it, everything and put it against what Formula One does. It literally was the best explanation for the situation. He was not upset that Harvick cut Elliott's tire, and he was not upset that Elliott backlashed and helped a teammate. I I'm all for that because – that's what made Bristol great. I mean, it was beating each other's doors off, knocking fenders off, and people being pissed off at the end of the night. And let's be honest here, recently we haven't had a lot of that personality in the sport. And when it's your biggest name against one of the quote-unquote bad boys of the sport, that that was – that was cool to see. So I enjoyed it. I thought, um, I thought both drivers squeezed each other 
in their separate situations. Um, I thought that Harvick was not in the wrong and Elliot was not in the wrong. They just, yeah, it, it's a racing thing. No, I didn't wa- I didn't watch it live either. Look, dude, I'm serious. We sound like hacks today. <laughs> I just watched, <laughs> I, Fender. I, just watched, I watched it back. Um, but yeah, no, I, when I, when I watched like the highlights and I watched the last 15 laps, of the race, I don't know if something happened with 27 to go that I didn't see or what, but Elliot got back out there and he literally, he did actually hold his line. I know yeah. he was joking in what he was saying in the press conference. I saw the press conference, but he held, he, all he did was hold his line. Right. I was waiting. I was waiting for him to like break check, you know, like I thought he did it. Everything that, now, yeah, he prevented Harvick from getting the win. What do you think you're going to do when someone takes out your tire like that? Well, and it had it been, had it been maybe anybody else racing for the win, had maybe it Larson been well gone and by, does Elliot still hold up Harvick in that situation? Had it been for, I think he does, but maybe he takes a more destructive route to it. I was going to say, had it been Don't for like think? second. Had it been for like second or third place, do you think he really cared at that point? If you take out, if you like prevent Harvick from winning the race and also take out Larson by accident, then you're creating like inner team struggles. Right. I'm saying I think that, he was being really careful not to do that. And I think if it was anyone else, he wouldn't have cared. I'm saying like the, the battle for the lead wasn't even a thing. Like Larson was long gone at this point. And it was just Elliot running in front of Harvick and Harvick was already settled for second. And that's how they were going to finish. I really don't think that Elliot would have held him up. But yeah, I don't think since he it was for the win. Yeah. I, I think since it was for the win and it was a teammate coming along, hell yeah, man, put it in front and put the anchor out. So you've probably heard the whole, you guys all know what happened. They go off, have their little discussion. What, all right, what got me is Harvick comes out wearing his helmet, goes up, chest to chest with Elliot for a minute and a half. He's in his face for 90 seconds, and then the holdback guy gets there, and then Harvick wants to fight. Yeah. That's, I mean, come on, man. You look soft. You look soft. And if you are a fan of Kevin Harvick or what he did there, I think Harvick looks soft all night because then they start talking over in the corner. Jordan Bianchi's filming it. NBC Sports is filming Jordan Bianchi filming it. That's how we got a video of freaking Jordan doing that. Yeah. And Harvick's and, pissed off at Jordan because, oh, we want to talk in private while you're outside. The thing like, that kills I, want, me I wanted most. to pee on my own over here and I'm pissing <laughs> on the fence and you come over to me. And you're like, hey, dude, why are you pissing on the fence? Like, oh, I want to go in private. The thing that kills me the most about this is Josh Jones his PR rep that's there in the middle of them are watching on Jordan's video and on Nate Ryan's video. Now one of them, I'm talking about the guy that no one knew about. Right. And that's There's one so guy that, there that we've never seen before. Like none of my NASCAR friends know. Nobody knows. I listened, to, I listened to both of the dirty Mo podcasts this week, both door bumper clear and to, to Dale juniors. And nobody knows who that is. And that's coming from, five six pretty respectable names in the sport including a former PR person and he doesn't know who that is they think it's just a random fan that got some sort of credential somehow that's really funny okay because like if I'm a fan like my goal is to not 
I'm not going to moderate a fight between two of NASCAR's top stars. If anything, I just want to say like, Hey, that's me on TV watching it. Yeah. I, I don't know, man. How, I don't know, but the, the thing that made me more mad than even that situation is, is Josh, the PR guy for Harvick in between Elliot and Kevin, when they are being filmed by, by Jordan and by Nate Ryan, they're in the, in the garage area. And he's given all these facial expressions and throwing his head back. And then Chase finally confronts him and Kevin confronts him. And then he still continues it. And then comes out the next day and says, yeah, I was trying to defuse the situation. Like hell, you're literally mean, right there throwing your head see that he said that. That's oh, funny. yeah. Yeah. He's Jordan, there. I, Jordan probably does not listen to our podcast. Maybe I'll send this to him in an email and hey, say, say the same thing. Yeah, Jordan, if you're, if you're listening and got my email, uh, <laughs> this is the timestamp I'm sending you to. Just right now. Okay. Um, Jordan sounded really like not torn up about it, but like, you know, kind of with a, uh, a draw in his voice that sounded like kind of regretful. Or something. I just wanted to say, like, I've not seen anyone with the right of mind bash Jordan this week. No. Uh, and by right of mind, I mean like someone who's kind of smart. Uh, I don't comes off I, as smart. I don't come off as smart, so I can speak for the dumb people over here that what Jordan did was perfectly good, perfectly fine. He's doing his damn job. And the people yelling about it need to shut the hell up. I don't think anybody, you know, the the big national names that like we were talking about, yeah, Dale yeah, Jr., yeah, yeah. Burton, I all them, they even said that they're in public area. Like oh, that's they, yeah, they played it off perfectly too. And you know, they're out in the public. So if they're gonna be out there, then anybody has the right to video it. So they they were all okay with Jordan and Nate videoing all that. Absolutely. Um, I, don't know. I had this written down. Uh, it's in my preview too. Uh, if you want to read it, I got standings up there for all the top threes here. I even put Arca West stuff in there at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, and let, let me know on Twitter too, if you guys want to see uh, previews that are kind of shorter with different series in them and where they're going. Like if we did like a late model one with all the series and uh, stuff like that. Uh, in the middle of the week, you know, previewing the weekend. I used to do something like that uh, at my old site uh, where I kind of put all the series in there. I think that kind of be impossible with how many how many things we do on what people <laughs> care about. So it probably won't probably won't always be like that. But for some weekends, I might experiment, do more stuff like this. But anyways, I put in my preview. Uh, I think Larson's going to the championship four. Have you, when was the last time you saw him? We should have gotten Wikipedia. Uh, when was the last time you saw him finish outside the top 10 two weeks in a row? Yeah, that's, that's what, it, that's what it's going to take in that last round. Well, and you look at the tracks that are left. Okay. This weekend, he's already won this season at Vegas. Yeah. He dominated Kansas. He, I think, I, I think he, I think he misses the top 10 at Talladega. Now watch him win because I'm saying that, but I think the but, only the only weakness across any car he drives is at super speedways. Yeah, and he didn't even get a shot to run Talladega in the spring because his crew left the cowl cover on and uh, blew the motor on lap three. Yeah. So 
so he didn't even get a chance to run in the spring there. So who knows what he what he will do? But obviously, it's a toss up. But I, you've got to find a way to get that car outside of I even even the top fifteen. I think if he finishes top fifteen, his points are good enough to carry him for a long ways. Yeah, I think so. Too. I think we can basically sharpie him into uh, Phoenix. Uh, at this point, we, we said that about Harvick last year. That's that why day. I prefaced that. I prefaced it with that. I don't think I don't think Kyle will let it go through uh, the grip no. of his hands like Harvick did. Um, no, I don't think so either. We'll that, see what that happens. Just, that car is just too good and too consistent. I mean, even if he didn't win this last weekend, he was going to finish second. Yeah, exactly. Um, so. Let's let's get into some dirt stuff, and then we'll end with uh, the Indy car. Okay. Um, four crown nationals are this weekend, uh, six different races. So let me see if I can do this from memory. Uh, Friday, they have the world of outlaw sprint cars, um, paired with Tony's all-star circuit of champions that runs both nights world of outlaws take off on Saturday. They won't be there. Uh, but world of outlaws on Friday, uh, at Eldora with a USAC midget race and then silver crown qualifying. And then the day after, it's the All-Stars, and then all three USAC divisions run a full full deal. Yep. Silver Crown, obviously, is just the however maybe 100-lap race. I don't know how many laps they're going to do. Um, I'm excited for this. This is a cool event. Uh, it didn't make the schedule this year. I was supposed to be in Detroit playing hockey this weekend. I'm not going. It's not not in my uh, headspace right now, which sucks, <laughs> but um, – I want to go to this event at some point. What What do you think about it? What are you excited to see uh, across all these? Well, going off of one of the notes that you put on here is, you know, how many events does Tyler Courtney win? Yes, Tyler Courtney is the only one running every race. And, and I will get into it, but I'm looking forward to seeing how he returns to Eldora. Uh, since being crown king in the day race there it was it was pretty cool for him to win that during the day and so to see him go back to Eldora um, is going to be interesting I'm curious to see what the outlaws can bring back on on Friday night there Um, but I, I, I think the big story is sunshine through the whole through the whole weekend. I mean, is there any other story at that track that can even come close to it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, He is, he is the best guy I've ever seen adapt to wing sprint car racing in Mm -hmm. the short amount of time he has. Mm -hmm. He gets better. Like every time he hits the track, it's, it's insane to me to see Mm -hmm. just how good he's been. Like he is, outdoing Corey Eliason by 300 points almost and, and, and this is you know this being his first full year running running wing stuff we saw him dabble in it the last few seasons but to see him actually run a, a full series and dominate the way he has it's it's pretty cool and he's he's fun to watch I mean he is not afraid to try different lines yeah, absolutely. I, I, there's hardly a doubt in my mind that they go World of Outlaws racing next year. And I know. Oh, I, I think I said that last time I was on here with you. 
Yeah, I think that's I don't have sources, right. so don't I have I have sort you get what I'm saying. Don't yeah. take my word for that, but he's got he's got to run the World of Outlaws tour next year. Don't quote him on it, but it it might as well happen. Um, another one, Buddy Kofoid. Yeah, Buddy Kofoid leads the midget standings. Uh, Emerson Axum had like a hell of a he had like a fifteen race top five mm-hmm. run or top ten run going, uh, and he had gotten up to second, but he's now a hundred points back in third. But Chris Windham is ten points back, which is like three four positions on the track. They they give out points for qualifying in heats. It's the most confusing thing ever. Uh, their format stinks. <laughs> Sorry. I, I like hating on formats. I think that's just my job is just going to turn into that. I hate every oh. format except for Knoxville's. Just wait until we talk the drag racing formats. It's fine. It's fine. Those almost make sense. Well, You're bracket you, racing. Well, until you add in all the extra points that you can get throughout the weekend, it doesn't make sense. But well, yeah. neither here nor there. Anyway. We'll anyway. Uh, uh, yeah. No, I'm excited for – that whole thing um i hate that we're gonna have to do like the dirt vision flow racing thing friday mm-hmm. where you're switching between the two but i i suppose there's contracts and stuff to be had so man speaking of flow racing what a what an awful week for them man that's the they got hit in a tough situation because wasn't larson supposed to run with them on the uh flow racing night in america this week again yes yeah, so the weird deal was was larson was supposed to run um Jonathan Davenport, I guess I should have said that. God, we're bad today, Damon. I'm guys, I'm sorry. I'm just freaking not feeling good. So everything's going right over my head. Jonathan Davenport came out today, said he has COVID. Um, their original reason for what they, they were supposed to miss that Castro race, and he's got like a big lead in the point standings on everybody. It's like, I mean, it's like he went to one more event than everyone else did. Um so it was going to set up to be a good title race if they had that on Tuesday uh, when Larson was there. So they postponed it to Wednesday uh, and then Larson's team left. So Larson went to Vegas. I'm pointing the wrong direction. Um, so, yeah, they were essentially both going to miss it. Davenport's original thing was the car. They had car maintenance that they couldn't catch up on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they were waiting for the COVID test results. I'm not again. Don't call me. I'm assuming. <laughs> you stop fucking saying shit on here. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Flo tried to run that race twice. Didn't work. So it's canceled completely. I love the idea and premise of that series. Um, I hate that you take a full day to update your points. You guys yeah. type out the results, right? Okay. So update the points then. Right. You're running a series here. Come on. All yeah. I'm saying. Um, so, yeah, I, I, was looking at that. I was looking at that after the last race, like two days after. I'm like, they still don't have the points up. What, what are they doing here? And it's at the dumbest spot on their website. Whole thing. A lot of complaints today from me. We're going to have a whole episode on Connor's complaints. I think we should just make that a weekly segment. Connor's I'm usually not. I'm usually not in too much of a complaining mood, but if you get me right. Uh, <laughs> But, yeah, they lost those races. Uh, that's what I was going to say. They had a whole gap in their schedule. Like, one race was in May and the next was in September. So, everyone kind of forgot about it. But I love the premise of running, like, a midweek lay model race at a uh, – what, what am I trying to say? Not decent-sized in, like, 
length of the track, but decent sizes in like name of the track. Mm -hmm. Um, so somewhat big, big notable. Yeah. Notable. Um, and they run it like midweek, uh, anywhere from like 10,000 to 40 to win. Yeah. Just depending on what race it was. And they run it as like a warm up night for whoever wants to show up to it, uh, to whatever big lay model race is later that week. And then the winner at the end of the points season gets like $61,000. It It's a great idea because it's drawing people to your site during the week that probably wouldn't, you know, I mean, two weeks ago, I watched I like the premise. I like the premise of it too, that you're giving more money out to these teams that it's like, Hey, you want to come work for something? Let's go. Let's do it again. Yeah, exactly. And that's benefiting guys like Kyle Larson that are putting that work in and going and earning that money wherever they go. Um, I don't even know how much money of it Larson keeps, you know? Yeah, I I can't imagine it's much. I think a lot of it goes to those guys that are. I would I would think that would be. Well, it probably depends on the team, but yeah, at the same time, what you're saying, I completely agree. Yeah, I think I think a lot of it goes to the Rumley guys working on the car. To be honest with you. All right, so this weekend, um, Hussitz has their championship. Justin Henderson has a 28 point lead. And Carson McCarl, a uh, friend of the program, kind of, I guess. He didn't respond to my text. Carson, seriously, man, you could be on here in 10 minutes here. He just didn't so, respond. Come instead, on, he, instead, he's an acquaintance of the program <laughs> now. <laughs> he's, uh, he's got something big. I mean, he's got to prepare for uh, championship weekend here. They got two nights of racing Saturday and Sunday uh, for the sprint cars to decide um, the season title at Husets. Uh And then Friday and Saturday are – they're, it's called Cheater Day. Have you heard of this? Because I'm, I'm scrolling through Twitter looking at pictures, and this dude posted, like, his four-cylinder modified with a freaking wing just taped to the top of it. And I have no idea how that helps at all, but I, ha- I have a feeling that I'm, like, ready to open my eyes at whatever the hell this Cheater Day thing is. Aerodynamics, my friend. No, I don't know what it – I honestly have never heard of it. Um, I have seen the cars before. Like I, it's not uncommon to, to see them if you're just scrolling through a bunch of different racing sites or whatever, but to actually have them on track and run, I've never seen that. Yeah. I thought it was kind of, I thought it was kind of like a fake prop thing. Like those big lay models with the, uh, side panel. That's like a one story house on the side of it. I watched those for the first time. and I was like, there's no way this is real. Like I gotta be dreaming. (laughs) Yeah, I, I've never seen them on track. I've just seen pictures of them. I've never seen a video of them on track. I've never, right, not, I'll, never I'll seen them I'll watch it. I'll watch it. I'll have something for you guys on a Sunday. Uh, whenever. I got to find out what this thing is because I have no <laughs> idea. I assume you can just throw, like, crap on your car, and as long as there's crap on it, then it's fine. It's like those fans that take home those wings that are all torn torn to pieces after a car wrecks or whatever. Oh, and they, my just, God. they just mangle it. Yeah. They just mangle it all back together and and then they throw it together with some duct tape on top, put a couple of uh, screws through it, and you're ready to roll, man. So no. the uh the points for Hughes, it's the biggest spot to uh make up for cars since gonna be in the heats, uh, especially if Henderson either misses a transfer, gets a bad draw, gets a bad start, and as he goes green. Um, 
it's going to be tough for him to make that up. Uh, but we've seen crazier things happen. So I don't have the point standings in front of me. I probably, or points format, I suppose. But it's kind of fluid as everything goes, and we'll have something up on Sunday night after the uh, IndyCar race. Get you guys ready for that. Um, let's just go into IndyCar. Yeah. Alex Palou's about to win his first career championship. How cool is that? I Man, it's, it's big for that kid because he's going to have his name huge next year. And I think we, I didn't get a chance to talk about IndyCar's schedule. They got 14 races on NBC. If you include pull day and carb day for the Indy 500, they've got 16 of 19 events on NBC, NBC, like mm-hmm. big NBC, freaking huge. Yep. Um, their first race is on NBC two weeks after the Super Bowl, one week after the Daytona 500. I don't think you could set up like a better outlook on a season than IndyCar is for next year. There is not another program, uh, another network that is jumping on their motorsport more than NBC is jumping on IndyCar. And they are promoting it like no tomorrow. And like you just said, it is setting the stage, the Super Bowl, followed by Daytona, followed by this start at are they at St. Pete again? Is that right? Where they're yes, starting at? St. Pete yeah. is where they're starting at. So, you know, they're they are getting it set up and and NBC is not shy about promoting it. And I if there is any other network that wants to jump behind it, they, they got some they got some tough shoes to fill. That's well, and there was rumors, there's rumors in the middle of the year that NBC wasn't going to renew with IndyCar. Right. So this is, I think, NBC's trying to milk some money here. You know, mm-hmm. get get something out of this deal. And they have the Super Bowl. Yep. So NBC's yep. going to have the Super Bowl. Um, they won't have Daytona. Fox will have that, right? Yep. yep. But, yep. yeah, nonetheless, I mean – you're going to see it all over the place. IndyCar is going to be electric next season. I can't wait for that. I watched, you know, obviously watching Sunday Night Football last week, and they're promoting for this weekend's race on Sunday Night Football. Yeah. And how many people watch Sunday Night Football? Exactly. So um, the weird thing about that is the cup race starts at 6 p.m. here, but it's going to be a day race still. Yep. Because that'll be like 4 o'clock. Like maybe it'll by go, the end, it'll go in tonight a little bit, but not like a bunch. Damon, look up the sunset time for Las Vegas. Okay. Let's see this. I want to see well, how many red flags do we need to turn this into a night race? Mm, not many. 6.35 p.m. their time. So two oh, hours. Okay. Two and a half hours. Yeah, it, it generally has the last couple of years gone in tonight. Well, and they are using the 550 package, so they will be slow as shit. And those, well, and we've seen at Vegas in the past, what was it, that first year that they hosted, and everybody decided to turn it into a demolition derby. So I think there's that possibility again. We'll see what happens for sure. Um, yeah. But, I would uh, like, yeah, I would like to see the cars change when, you know, night 
nightfall comes, but I don't know mm-hmm. how much they're going to react to the change from day to night. I haven't seen enough races with this weird package been doing for a year. Yeah, well, on out in out in Vegas anyway, it's still going to be hot regardless. Yes. Um, back to Palou. He's got a 34 point lead on Paddle Award. Uh, and a 48, 49-point lead on Joseph Newgarden. Uh, if Alex Palou finishes 11th or better, he doesn't have to worry about anything. He wins the title from there. Uh, and a big thing about that was his second-place finish in the Indy 500. Uh, well, he got passed late by uh, Elio, right? Yes. I had, I had picked him to win the Indy 500. I thought the kid was spectacular at passing on the oval. Uh, and he's kind of just shown that through the whole year at any track they've gone yeah. to. Uh, he eight of his nine top fives were podium finishes this year. Uh, and that's a huge thing in the points for IndyCar. Um, it's because going down, it gets you way less, you know, from second to third, third to fourth, fourth to fifth, all that. Um, so I really like this kid. His manager actually came on after the last race and said, I, I really like Alex. I've seen him here. I've seen him there. The only, only thing we've never seen him do is run in the rain. I don't really know how he's going to be in the rain, but he's very good everywhere else. <laughs> came up with the way it came up with his title as manager after that. And I'm just like sitting there like, what are you, why, why are you mentioning that? That's awesome. I, it's almost like he's wanting rain next week and to see Alex like wreck. Right. Like, can you imagine? Right. I would pin it on him. I mean, I, this would be a witch hunt that would get done. It, but, it would certainly make the finish interesting because then <laughs> – then, you know, if something were to happen, what does award have to do? What does New Garden have to do right. to, to win it? That drama, man. Yeah, that's uh, that's another stat I wanted to look at was uh, New Garden, since he's gotten to Team Penske, has been alive going into the final race every year since he got there. Isn't that crazy? Consistency. It, dude, I mean, he is – I thought he was going to be like the guy. He's going to be the next Scott Dixon. Mm-hmm. No, he still can be. That that dude has a lot of talent. Um, in whatever car that whatever Penske's doing, whatever luck he's having, he manages to get over it at some point in the year. Uh, and I know a lot of people were pissed off about the Indy 500 being double points for that because New Garden got caught up in some stuff. But you got to play the the cards you're dealt, man. I I don't I don't see what the big deal is of the double points of the 500. The biggest. Yeah, I can race almost be year. talked about. I can almost be talked about not wanting double points on the finale weekend, but I also thought it mitigated how big the five hundred is. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you're complaining about double points there, you should almost be just as in favor of having double points in the last race too. Right. Which, yeah, I I don't know. I mean, as it long is... as you as long as you know it's coming, I think it's somewhat fair either way exactly it's not uh-huh. like it it's not like they showed up on sunday race day and said hey double points by yeah, the way exactly, yeah mm-hmm. and if you're listening it is not double points this weekend finale is just regular points mm-hmm. Palou will be fine i have no doubt Palou wins the title on sunday think um, about this though when was the last time that it it wasn't scott dixon at ganassi winning the championship it's uh, like, been a while it's been since dario no, it was like 2019. Oh, oh, for no. from Ganassi winning it. From Ganassi, other I mean, than I Scott misunderstood Dixon. what you were saying. Yeah, someone from Ganassi since Scott Dixon. It had to have been Dario. Yeah, it would have been Dario. And before but that's that, been, been Weldon. And yeah, it had it was Weldon before that. But there's that's a Weldon been, stat. 
only guy in the past 17 years to go into the last race with the championship locked up was Dan Wilder. There you go. I can't believe it like stays steady like that. And that's the competitiveness of IndyCar. And I think that's what it exists when it doesn't get covered the way it should. Um, mm-hmm. And I think you need, you know, knowledgeable guys uh, looking at it. So I try right. to do my best at that stuff. And I don't know that's a series. I always, I, I thought the cars looked really cool and they went really fast. So <laughs> that's why I like drag racing. They checked all the, they've checked all the pre boxes and now everything else like falls into place. There you go. Let's do drag mm-hmm. racing. They're a, they're a gateway. Yeah. They're a gateway at St. Louis, yep. man. Yep. I, I, it'll be an interesting weekend um, coming down to it. They got like what, four races left. Um, and the points battles are all reset. You know, Steve Torrance, like we talked about last week, had like a 500-point advantage going into Indy, and now he's second place in the top fuel points behind Brittany Force. I do I do like the reset, though, because my friend uh, Antron Brown uh, is now in seventh. Yes. Big, big, big ups for us, uh, my guy. Yes. Uh, another, another – um, by the way, he still follows me on Twitter. Another good friend of Connor's is leading the points. In funny car. That's in funny car. Yeah. Yep. Ron Caps is leading, and and he's only leading by five points over. We'll have to get Ron on here. Like, I mean, like I have like weird connections to some of these people that I could like get them on a podcast. Oh yeah. But I only texted the guys that I was be like, yeah, hey, can you do something in twenty minutes for me? Right. I wouldn't text Ron Caps that. (laughs) No, that that's the nice thing about some of the names that. I've come to know from my drag racing time and Ron is like we talked about last week is a great guy. And Clay Milliken is another one that is awesome. Um, in top fuel, Erica Enders in pro stock is great, but yeah, the, there's some pretty good battles. Um, the, uh, Kyle Larson lookalike car in pro stock is, is dominating as Greg Anderson is driving that one. And uh, he's basically running away looking for title number five, man, in pro stock. So pretty big weekend. Those are the only three categories. Bikes are off this weekend. Um, but those are all running down at uh, at Gateway. And I might try to make a, a quick trip down there. All right. So I just got some breaking news. We're going to have Glenn Savile on. Okay. It might be Seville. I, I think it's Savile. The only guy forever. <laughs> I've just seen so many announcers get his name wrong that we screw it up. All right. So we're, I'm going to pause. We're going to take a break. When we come back, you'll be listening to Glenn Savile. Thanks for listening to us. Appreciate all you guys. All right. We now welcome on a very special substitute guest. I could not uh, pick anyone to sub uh, better than Glenn Savile. Uh, finished second in the 2010 53rd annual New South Wales. Got that right, right, Dan? Yeah. Sprint car championship. Uh, 16th in the 2016 Knoxville weekly point standings uh, and a participant in the Chili Bowl Nationals at one time or the other. Oh, I almost missed one. 166th in the 2016 World of Outlaws Sprint Car uh, Points Championship. Glenn Savile, Glenn, welcome. <laughs> yeah, that's, to, I'm not going to throw that out for every guest. I had to do it for you, though. That, that's all right. You know what? That's that's better than 167th. That's and, right. Uh, 
That's what I told yeah. Danny when I was yeah. reading off your accolades. And and that's exactly what I am. I'm just a participant. So. <laughs> All right, guys, for you guys that don't know, uh, Glenn, that are listening, um, one of the most down-to-earth, nicest uh, race car drivers I've ever met before with some very great, interesting takes. Um, And on top of it, just a great driver when he gets in the right equipment uh, and sometimes builds his own stuff. Yeah, there's a bit of that. Let's talk about your – can we give your engine building a plug? Uh, Sure. Why not? Yeah. So, yeah. Go ahead. Go off on it. Well, Glenn, I builds engines. Anything you need. Yeah. I. I. Well. So I, I grew up with with a father that raced. That he built all his own stuff and basically said to me, "If you want to race, then you learn to build your stuff." So, <clears throat> yeah, I've been been building my own stuff for a long time. And um, it was when I moved to America, it was sink or swim. So I've been building my own engines the whole time I was I was here. So, and I don't know a few people have asked me to build this stuff over the years. It's been good. So, yeah. and you you uh, eventually moved into a new building recently, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Hence the the fact that I haven't been racing a whole lot the last couple of years. I've just kind of quietened it down a little bit and and tried to focus on getting getting the setup down here going. And um, yeah, basically I'm I'm self contained. I'm in in my little metal box and and things are good. So, how's how's uh everything coming along for that oh what's your what are you looking at for doing next season racing wise um uh look i it's kind of hard to tell at the moment the covid deal is has obviously screwed everyone up um you know doesn't really sort of doesn't matter what you do or what you know it's affected everyone so um at the moment i'm just trying to take it day by day i'm i'm really hoping to um to get my stuff back together. I've already started planning on and ordering parts and pieces for next year. So um, I, I really don't sort of have a plan as of yet, but I've sort of spent a lot of time getting my machinery and all that down here going. And, and um, I, I got all my ignition benches and stuff like that to build the ignition systems. I got my flow bench for doing the fuel systems and um, plus all my engine building equipment. And, and um, the, the key to, in my opinion, um, to go on sprint car racing anymore or any sort of racing is, is either have a, a million dollar sponsor behind you or be able to do a lot of it yourself. And so I've sort of spent a lot of my money just building up the equipment that I need to, to keep my stuff on the track. And that's sort of the next process is, is build my own stuff back and, and get going again. So. And if you're, if you're out there listening to this and you want to throw a million dollars uh, to sponsor a podcast and Chris will kill me for this, but give it to Glenn first. Because uh, I want to see him run with a million dollars behind him. I, I tell you what, it's a really good tax write-off. It's it's not sponsorship <laughs> anymore. It's a it's you know the IRS love it, so they love those sorts of invoices. So yeah, when uh, uh, yeah, being from Australia, you know, we were I was I was just going to run down the list of questions I had for Wade uh, and mm-hmm. just pretend they were for you. Um, okay, I'm not actually doing that. No, but. Uh, it's obviously difficult down there and your family still lives there, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. What, yep. what is uh, the current situation um, like down where they're at? I know different, no, it's not provinces, right? That's not the right word. It's, it's states, the same as, same as America. Okay, so it is states. I know different states are different within different areas. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what do you think of what's going on down there now? I guess not what do you think of it, but what is going on down there? And do you think we'll see a somewhat normal sprint car season in Australia this year? 
Um, you know, I had this conversation with a friend of mine last night about what's going on and, and it's, I, I really don't sort of know what to say without making it too political. You know, I'm not, I try to stay out of politics and all that sort of stuff. Cause you know, it doesn't matter what side of the fence you're on. You're always wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, but look, each state has their own sort of mandates and, and stuff like that. Um, it hasn't, it, it, it's affected the bigger cities more than the country stuff. My, my folks are, um, they live out, out, out of Sydney, um, a fair ways. So they don't really sort of leave their property much anyway. They kind of got their own thing to do and, and it hasn't really sort of, I don't know. I, I guess that's where I get my, my sort of, I guess I'm I alone on, in the sense, so, you know, they're the same. They just, they live on their property and they do their own thing. So but there um, was, there was a guy that got, arrested there right for having like 75 what was it chick-fil-a bags yeah something like that there's something else i think i think i'm getting the brand wrong yeah, but probably, he, probably probably red rooster or something like that they have red root that's gotta be red robin you're are no, you no 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 it's it's like chicken it's what is it actually red rooster yeah it's called red rooster it's a chicken shop it's yeah it's like gotta, that's gotta be red robin in disguise damon no, 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 no. Red it's Robin different? Is, is, is hamburgers. Red Rooster is like chicken. You know, that's I have not ate a Red it's, Robin like three it's years. It's got to be Australia's version of KFC, right? Yeah, it is. It, it's Australia's version of, of Tucky Ducky. So, gotcha. yeah, yeah, it's, um, uh, I don't know. They make good stuff. You get like, yeah, they, yeah, it's good. I don't know. Make you laugh, make you cry. It'll, it'll change your life. <laughs> So That's before fair. Connor asks another question, I got to ask this and get a little bit of background, but yep. how, how did you get from Australia to America and why the Midwest to start, to start racing? Did you have connections that got you here? Um, an airplane was what got me here. Well, it's, that, it's too, fair too far to swim. Um, that's fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You know, everybody asks, um, no, I look, had that ready. Glenn has had that ready for a month. Oh, the last guy I asked him that. Yeah, it's it's sort of just you know it's too far to walk. So, um, but no, look, I originally when I come over here, I was I was um, I work. Well, I don't know. I guess who's listening to this? It depends on who's listening as to what I can who's, say. Who who I have to say is listening to? But, well, yeah, that's right. No, no, no. If, if like the government's listening, I might get all sorts of trouble. Uh, no, no, not big enough for that. No. <laughs> but uh, no. Um, so I, I originally came over and helped out Terry McCall in 2008 when he was on the World of Outlaw Tour. And obviously that was a connection that came about through Australia. Um, spent most of the season with him, um, learned a lot, did a lot, um, went back to Australia, kept racing. Um, and then the, the next three years, I got hooked up with Linton Jeffrey and Linton and I basically ran Knoxville and, and Houston's for the next three seasons. Um, we had a lot of success together. I, I always thought it was good. And then, um, then at that point it was time to do my own thing. And, um, yeah, it was, that was what, 2012 when I ran my first season at Knoxville in my own stuff. And yeah, I've, I've been here ever since so but i guess the original reason was you know running knoxville and husets um you could i'm not saying you can make a living racing but in a four in the 410 class you can 
you can race a lot and and earn enough to sort of you know, make a little bit of money, I suppose. You know, I don't know. There, there's there's this perception, I guess, in Australia that you come to America and if you're halfway decent, you know, someone will pick you up and and it's it's you know it's a it's a, a the yellow brick road from there on, basically, which obviously it isn't. But um, yeah, I've just been sort of doing my own thing and and sort of yeah, getting settled in, I suppose. So. What, yeah. speaking of that, what do you think of uh, Lockie McKeel? Um, I honestly really don't know him. Um, I, I kind of remember him from go-karts a little bit. My dad, he was sort of on the way up through some, some go-kart stuff. My dad was, was a tech guy at a few of the races and that when he was doing the Rotex stuff, that's sort of all I know of him. Um, and I remember, I think it's his dad was a really good super sedan racer in Australia um I, look i guess he's going okay you, you know he, he'd come over here and 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 was, was quite exceptional for, for his first time here um yeah, so we couldn't see like him I said, I really yeah i i don't know I, I i didn't get a chance to go and see him when he was like he, he did he come to iowa once didn't he um I, he might have been here the first it was right around that midwest swing um, yep. so I talked mm-hmm. to him up in, uh, Jackson, I think Houston's or Jackson. Um, okay. Yep. But uh, that's, yep. that's all of where I did. What did we say, Damon? Like nine races in 12 days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something like that. I can't imagine driving that. Like Kyle Larson is like a superhero to me at this point. <laughs> I was just tired writing about and watching them. Yeah, so yeah. that's part of the fun of it is the adventure getting to the racetrack. <laughs> <laughs> So honestly, that, that's gotta be it though. Like, and, and I'm sure you've got a million stories from just driving between Houston's and Knoxville and home, I'm guessing. Yeah. Uh, well, the, the season that Linton and I won the points up there, um, the, probably the biggest thing I remember about that is there were trips there where we, we'd blow two or three tires on the way to the racetrack. And, and that was never fun having to change tires on the side of I-80 or, or, uh, or 29 North. It was, that was always an experience. I'm probably, I guess both of us are lucky to be alive. I'm going to cover my ass here. Cause I did ask Glenn before we came on here about his personal accolades and what he wanted me to say. And he did not mention anything about a Houston series championship that he won that he was on the crew for. Well, this yeah, is not he- my fault. I don't know. It was very they, successful. They, they in, like they were a team victory, but you know they're they're Linton's. Oh, you're part of it. They're, they're as much as Linton's deal as they were mine. So I don't, you know, I, I don't know. We, in my opinion, I'm just going racing. That was, you know, that was <laughs> that happened. I don't know. We like in '09 we won the World Challenge together, um, and was it 2010 was the 50th Nationals. We made that. Um, I don't know. We we just went racing it's, it's i don't know that's that's all i've ever done that's all i know so you know i, I don't know i want to i want a few go-kart races too like i don't know yeah so you you and go-karts you grew mm-hmm. up racing against some guys who are pretty dang famous now right well like most of the I, i'm not 100 percent sure but most of the v8 supercar field the last probably I don't know, 10 years, I suppose, are guys that I've raced against at some point. Um, uh, there was a couple of times there I raced against Daniel Ricciardo. I think there was like two or three races or something. What um, do you think of his uh, his shoey celebration? 
you pour a beer in the shoe and you drink it in victory lane will you do will you commit to doing that next time you're in victory lane you know what i gotta get there first no that's fine i know i'm right there with you you're gonna get there again as as much of a participant as i am i i don't know if that'll ever happen but thank you um i i don't know i don't know if uh i'm not sure if i drink champagne out of a shoe but you know, maybe I don't know. Maybe water. I'll run a bush light over there for you. Like that's completely. It might be. It might be warm, but we'll get the, it the done. Bush, the bush light thing isn't that. Isn't that uh, Kyle's wife's thing? The bush light. Uh, bush light. No, 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 no. No, you're getting it. Bush light was originated in Ames. Is Iowa oh, State okay. people? Yeah, she okay. stole that from us. Did she? Right. Okay. I think so. Well, I guess so. I guess someone, her people better better speak to your people and get that that's figured what I'm out. Saying, right? Chris will yeah. get the money on that, but that's that's, that's still right. funnels to us, right? So I think yeah. we should pursue something there. That's oh. right. There's, there's got to be something. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll do like water in a glove or something like that. How's that sound? Glove. <laughs> <laughs> I think that might. I think that might look objectively worse. Probably, yeah. I think, yeah. I think people <laughs> might look at you like you're kind of crazy if you do that one. The well, shoe you get away with because you're like, look, I'm a college kid. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a college kid, though. Well, maybe uh, there's Daniel Ricardo. Yeah, no, good point. Okay. So, yeah. No, that, I don't know. That's his thing. I, I, I don't know. You don't want, you don't want to copy Daniel Ricardo. And I I, yeah, I don't, want, I don't want to be, I don't want to be a copycat. I, I'd rather figure out something on the day. There so, you go. I don't so know. You got to live in the moment. Ago. What's that? You got to live in the moment. Yeah, exactly. You know, maybe I'll, I don't know. Heck, any more, any more. You don't ever see guys kissing the trophy girls anymore. So there you go. You know, then I'll brainstorm, I'll brainstorm some more for you. We'll, we'll get yeah. you some good ones. Yeah. Someone needs Speaking to bring up, that. I got to get my other dumb take out of the way. So if you're listening and you support this, please tweet at Glenn. Uh, he doesn't tweet back at you. Uh, but he will read this, it this eventually. Is, this is on social media. <laughs> Uh, I told Glenn, and this is how, like, not political Glenn, what he wants to avoid it at all costs. He just muted himself by accident, I think. But I told Glenn uh, for his next edition of T-shirts to make one with, like, an animated boxing kangaroo stomping on the throat of a bald eagle. (laughs) Solely from the fact because he's from Australia. And I just think it would go over very well. I, I think it'd offend a few patriots. <laughs> that's, and that's okay. We got to offend a few to get the money no. out, of the, out of the majority here. No, you don't want to do that. I, I might get deported or something. <laughs> I can't imagine the government make friends with everybody. A t-shirt with that on it. <laughs> I think that would be really funny, though. It, oh, yeah, I'm sure. It, I'm if sure I was it, the reason for it, I would, I would do what I could to get you back over here, which isn't much, but what I can. Yeah, well, yeah, good point, sir. I, I just take yeah, I it with the I take it with the boxing kangaroo. I think that's just that's well. That's cool. there's, there's been a few Aussies that have had the boxing kangaroo over the years, so it, it's something that I I don't know if I did it, it'd have to be. Have some any sort of, of them had it stomping on the throat of a bald eagle? No, my my dad had it stomping on the throat of a kiwi when he raced in New Zealand. What's a kiwi? Like the fruit? A kiwi is like the native bird of the the New Zealand. So, or it's it's like the, the national bird basically. So kiwis, okay. So kiwis the bird, and those are real. And then yep. drop bears are yep. the fake ones that you guys tell us about. I'm not sure about drop bears. I I all the only thing that drop bears. I know that they're allergic to um, 
to Vegemite. So Americans have got to eat a lot of Vegemite to to discourage them. This has gotten this dude. Australians are so deep on this joke. I feel like it's taught in schools. It is. It, it's it's part of it. It's it's an in-house thing. Right, guys. Hey, if any of the American tourists come, this is this is what you tell them. Right? <laughs> you gotta be careful. Even drop if they it. think they've heard the whole joke, like there's layers to it. So that's right. Yeah, that'll be the legends. lesson plan for the month. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like a jackalope. I like, dude. That sounds like a much better schooling system than we have. Not to get political. <laughs> I think we need to make up a joke and get Australians back. Yeah, they will do something in Knoxville. Maybe. I don't know. Well, in Knoxville, you just play spot the Aussie. That's easy. <laughs> That's easy. Yeah. You just, you know, they stand. We all, we all typically stand out. I don't know. I look a little bit more Americanized now, I suppose, but there's a lot of them that, um, yeah, they, yeah, they stand out a little bit. <laughs> so, <laughs> but anyway, can't, I can't That's put awesome. shit on my fellow countrymen, can I? I'm not allowed to. <laughs> so, when so, I, you know, you talked about Q-sits and all that. Um, what's it like? You know, you you competed in the uh, A-Main for the Q-sits USAC Nationals. I know that didn't go the way you wanted it uh, to go overall, but uh, what's it like having Q-sits back on Sunday nights regularly, you know, kind of oh, awesome. racing alongside Knoxville again? Yeah, it's awesome. Um, you know, that track is such a – it's such a – tight little it's like it's the exact opposite to knoxville it's, it's short um there's it's slickety slick 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 like there's nothing to get a hold of um but it races so well like i i, I remember watching terry and 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 even linton back in the day and and different ones clint garner um uh uh dusty zomer and different ones like that you know dobmeyer dobmeyer even he would you know, you, you watch a guy, he'd be in 10th, you know, with 10 laps to go and they'd start getting through lap traffic and all of a sudden, you know, final corner, final lap, they're going for the lead. So it's, it's one of those places that you just never know because it, it gets, it goes from the bottom to the top and, and you can really sort of, you can pass cars. It's, it's a lot of fun. So I think the, the yeah. most unique thing I've seen at Houston's too is, you know, you get a guy like Justin Henderson where he, he mm-hmm. hits the setup on whatever yep. night it, it may be. Mm-hmm. And he'll rip the cushion all the way around. Yep. I've seen Austin yep. McCarl do it a couple times this year. Um, yep. I don't want to say like not as much as Henderson, but mm-hmm. it's really, it's, it's artistic how Henderson turns it on, you know, from P8 yep. in the future. Just, Justin's such a smooth driver and, and being from up there, he's got a lot of laps at that place. Um, you know, plus, plus he's, you know, his dad racing all that up there as well. So there's a lot of, a lot of knowledge passed down through the line. Um, yeah. And, and I'm, it's the same. You watch, you watch Austin and, you know, obviously he's got Terry and, and before that was Leonard, you know, so there's, there's a lot of that knowledge continually gets passed down. But now that the place is open back up um, for weekly racing, it's only going to get better again. Um, but, you know, the facility looks great. It, it, it really is nice. They've done a good job. It's um but the track surface itself really hasn't changed, which is kind of cool because you, you you go back to the setups you had. Um, running the non-wing car up there was was definitely very different for me. Um, just especially the first two nights, as slick as it was, we kind of had a little bit of trouble getting hold of the track. And then that heat race um, on the third night, we were 
I guess I was fast right up until the point of impact. But, um, yeah, I don't know, run out of talent or something. So that was it. I don't think you, I don't think you get to say that. I think someone else has to say that about you. Oh, Usually in a no, negative connotation too. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like I, I just – I went into one and all of a sudden I'm flipping. So Glenn, Glenn sells himself short and I've seen him drive some real beat up like already. I mean, I've seen Glenn drive a car that looked like a back marker in an ARCA field. Uh, to like a heat race went against like at least two guys who were good nationally in the non-wing circuit. I didn't know the non-wing circuit too well at the time. I think it was Riley Kreisel uh, and someone mm-hmm. else. It was at Oski. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think I ran finished, second, the front, third or fourth. In that. I ran second in that. I think I ran fifth in the A or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yep. So I mean, I, Glenn has talent. Don't let, don't let Glenn convince you on here that he doesn't. My, well, yeah, but like, I've been racing for, well, since I was seven, seven or eight or something like that. I don't remember. But so I've been racing majority of my life, which is, it's like riding a bike. You don't forget it. But the difference between me and a lot of them guys is I, I just don't get the laps like I should. Um, you know, them guys are on it straight out of the box. And heck, by the end of the heat race, I'm, you know, I'm starting to knock the rust off and, you know, then starting to get on top of the car. So, um it's yeah a lot of sprint car racing is just like it's just laps that's all it is and that's where that that million dollar sponsor comes in to to get you up and down the road to go to the next to get to the next race and have the equipment to to compete at the next race as well so all right well going over the off season i'm going to come down there at some point when i'm on my way somewhere around the area uh we're going to do a workout video and we're we're going to try to get you maybe a sponsor or a workout video I, I haven't like a, a workout video as in like me working out. No, I mean, we'll, we'll both be working out. Damon, you could come work out with us if you'd like. <laughs> we'll get Chris down there working out. Chris will just bring Bush light to drink during the workout. So he'll just counteract okay. everything. Uh, and we'll look like the most fit people in the world. Well, yeah, I'm in shape. Round, like rounds of shape. So <laughs> Thank, thankfully it's, we're both on the same boat then because yeah. Yeah. Am I, am I allowed to say that if I get any fatter, I'll be coming on my own tits or is that really not? <laughs> no, no, that's perfect for this. Yeah. Okay. I cannot um, wait for my boss to listen to this. Yeah. Because <laughs> no, that's true. Like it, ever since the, the no, he'll the, love that. Don't worry. The pan- oh, well, the pandemic hit, I quit going yeah. to the gym. Like I said, if I get any fatter, I'll be coming on my own tits. So Dude, that, I got onto like, I got onto a diet of like eating like sliced cheese and ham during the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. It's just yeah. not good. Like just yep. like the way, like it would go in my body or, I was just like still putting on weight as I was working out. I was like, I got to change something here. I got to quit this, but I I, I actually bought, I had my my weight machine and I bought an elliptical the other day because I got too many leg injuries and stuff like that, that that hurt my legs. So I can't run anymore. I can't find a swimming pool to go to. So I bought an elliptical the other day. So I I plan on getting in shape at some point, but I think the six pack's gone. The abs are, you know, and besides why, why have a six pack when you have a whole keg? So it's a true yeah. statement man I love yeah it. yeah so so but, uh yeah. this weekend uh justin henderson i don't know how much you pay attention to the points format mm-hmm. kind of at Houston to remember of it um but henderson comes in two days of racing uh 28 point lead over carson mccarroll where's the biggest uh point in the weekend that carson has to kind of outrun justin to get the title um it's a big gap i'm not trying to say it's not yeah, look, I you know what? After 
just I, I, I actually feel bad for Justin after the Knoxville deal. Um, something tells me he's not going to let the Houston one go. You know, yeah. Carson's going to go an uphill battle. Um, but knowing Carson, he Carson's kind of like a bulldog. He doesn't give up. He just keeps. Um, he just keeps at it. He keeps. You know, he really. He he runs every lap wide open and does you know does his thing. Um, you know, the, the the biggest difference between the pair of them, I, I think they're both. They're both more than more than capable of winning points, but um, I think Justin's Justin's obviously got agent experience on his side, mm-hmm. and that 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 plays out a lot. Um, you know, I I re- honest to God, it, it's going to be a great race. I know that it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, you know, just because that place always gets good and racy, and um, you know, for for Carson to win it would be that'd be a pretty cool thing. You know, that'd be That'd be um that'd be neat for him, um for Justin to win it. It'd be just as good keep keep the championship local. So yeah. absolutely. Uh, and Damon doing research here. What Glenn? What the hell is Cheaters Day? Um, I, I so, saw a picture of a four cylinder modified with a wing, a sprint car wing on the top of it. Like yeah, okay. So, so so Cheaters Day in its original form was for sprint cars. Mm-hmm. And I watched. Day, I see. I watched the 1988 video. I watched like five minutes of it. And yeah, old broadcast so, pissed me off because I can't tell what's going on. Yeah. So, so Cheetah's Day goes back to I believe the Sioux Empire, which was the state fairgrounds. Um, there's locals that know this better than me, and I'm I'm probably gonna get in trouble for for not knowing a hundred percent. But it it was basically run what you brung. Turn up if <laughs> you want to put a sailboard on the car, like a sail panel, and you want to run a, you know, a, a cheating wing or something like that. And it's, it's, it's do what you want. You got a car for um, me? We could. My we could COVID test came up. back negative. I'll go up there with you. Uh, well, actually I, I got commitments at a race out East. Oh, so, you didn't even tell me about it. <laughs> no. Well, I, I, I really wasn't sure what I was doing until, until sort of like earlier today, to be honest. Fair but, enough. Um, Glenn, Glenn and uh, I'm going to go on the road with Glenn at least one week in next year. We're going to do it this year. Both of us like way too busy. Um, yeah. But that, it, that'll be a fun story uh, when we get a ride in, when we get to uh, have that week. And Glenn's a good friend of mine. I uh, appreciate him subbing on here for Wade on a very short note. I mean, he hit the belt too. We were like three minutes from being done and Glenn texted me. It's like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> Well, I was in the shop. I was actually working tonight. I, I kind of left my phone in inside because I just wanted some peace and quiet for a while. And and uh, yeah, I got back and I was answering my messages and was, hey, are you free? I'm like, ah, uh, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I, I'll do the voiceover for Wade, I suppose. <laughs> Glenn, uh, what um, what's one sprint car story you have or dirt racing story that's unique and I haven't heard yet? Oh. I've um, asked you about all the ones you've told me about. Yeah, I don't know. There's, I don't know. Um, favorite memories, I suppose. I asked that in a really terrible way, so it, might be. It, it, well, I don't know. Like, there's, I've met a lot of people over the years. Um, I haven't heard any of them. This, this guy, this, if this guy ever listens to it, he'll know who he is. But Adventures with Reed was always fun. Um, that was. His his rage was short for reject because we were like his third team. Um, 
we were like his third team. It's Aaron Rachel. Year. No, 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 no. no I'm just no. kidding. This is a long time ago. Um, no, I'm just giving you shit. I think Reg actually works on a truck team now or something like that. But um, on a NASCAR truck team? Yeah, I think so. All right, we can narrow this down overnight, Damon. We got the list. Yeah. He works. He. I don't. I don't know. Like. Yeah. I don't know. So. I got actually. No, I'm just. I'm playing with. <laughs> but no, he. He. Uh, him and I always gotten. Gotten a little bit of trouble. Oh, not trouble, trouble. But like we always. Um, I don't know. We always come up with something, something dumb to do. Usually wind up at a strip club or something like that. Um, <laughs> cheaper than going to a bar. Um, I don't know. It was, yeah, it's just fun and games. <laughs> is, there, is there an on track memory that, that really sticks out to you? Um, probably my big $600 win. The, the night I won 600 bucks at Parramatta. Um, uh, that's in Australia, right? Yeah, in Australia. Parramatta's now gone. Um, I I started on the front row at the the prelim night, the fifty grand to win, and won the feature, and it paid six hundred bucks. I don't know. That was a pretty cool moment on the, awesome. on on track. So there's a picture of me in Victory Lane on Facebook there somewhere. So yeah, I don't know Robbie Firestand on one side, him and some other guy. I think I think it was shots or someone. So that's awesome. Yeah, I, I want to get real into Australian sprint cars. So hopefully they uh, figure out a way to make that happen. Uh, real quick before you go, what what is the race you're competing at this weekend? Who's I'm not competing. I'm not competing. I'm not oh, you're competing. Just... I, I was I was originally going over to help and um, I was going to go to Four Crown and get some other stuff done while I was heading that direction. So I thought, while I'm over there, I might as well stop in. And it's been, what, 13 years since I've been to Eldora. So. There you go. I've, I've never been, so I'm ticked I can't go uh, <laughs> this week. And I, my whole schedule got turned upside down with this flu it, I got. So it's football season, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So you can't go anywhere anyway. We yeah. lost. We lost our Super Bowl already, so we're out. What does that mean? I, I don't. Look, honestly, I don't understand helmet football. It doesn't make sense to me. I don't Glenn calls American that. football helmet football, which is great. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I don't understand why you need like eighty something players to, you know beat the shit out of a ball. It, it There's a lot happen. of positions. Well, yeah, but the same guy can do the same thing. Watch, I would, watch Iowa State special teams and you'll understand, like, you couldn't find oh, one guy special. to do the job. Believe but there's me, they're special. They're definitely special. That's that, that's definitely <laughs> definitely a, dis, a description. But, no, I, you know, growing up around rugby, rugby league and stuff, you have, like, 13 or something players on the field and they just beat the shit out of each other and just and that's different time. from Aussie rules football. So my buddy uh, yeah. is from Melbourne. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie rules football is like Melbourne and South Australia and and or Victoria. Which is over Melbourne. COVID, they were still going like the Saturday yeah. after yep. everyone had canceled everything. And it was like the yeah. last sporting event on. It was on Facebook Live. And I was watching uh-huh. North Melbourne. Uh, yep. It was like a 40-point comeback. It was the most electric thing I've ever watched in my life. Yeah, see, I, I okay, so I grew up in New South Wales, and that's not really sort of our game. We have the Sydney Swans. But I cannot get into aerial ping pong. I don't understand the rules. I don't. I don't know what it is. But <laughs> it's aerial ping pong. That's all I know. They, We're they, finding new names yeah. for everything. I, I just recently started calling late models Fender rockets. Yep. Yeah, Fender rockets. I drive a push and flip. Um, oh, there we go. <laughs> yep. Um, We've seen you do that a few times. Yep. Mud turtles. Mud turtles are, uh, are modifieds. <laughs> um, 
yeah, door bangers, mud turtles, whatever you want to call them. Dictionary <laughs> of racing by Glenn. We got to put that together. Well, it's I don't know. It, it's it's a, it, yeah. It's easy to reference things that way. That's awesome, <laughs> Glenn. They're, you... all, they're all shit boxes. <laughs> that's a nah, that's a Nick Hoffman one. Yeah. Oh, they are. <laughs> it was Jan Opperman before it was ever Nick Hoffman. But okay, there we go. See, I learned something. But, but back in my day, it was Nick Hoffman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're allowed to say that, I suppose. <laughs> um, do you want? I guess what is your uh, your inventory like? Do you do you want more customers, or are you, you kind of packed to the brim right now? Um, I, I want to throw out somewhere people can reach you. We can do that over here. I can tweet it. But oh, I look. I you know what I. That's that's kind of a double edged sword when it comes to the business side of things because I, I'm I'm self employed. I, I do my own thing at my own pace and. I try to look after the people I've got and, and they, they look after me. Um, when, especially when it comes to the engine building side of things, I don't sort of build a whole lot of engines for a whole lot of people. And I kind of like it that way. Um, you know, cause the, the, the engine side of things, I mainly focus on those little race saver motors, little three hundred fives. Um, but you know, if a guy's stuck in the middle of the season, like I got my fuel bench and got my ignition bench, if they need a fuel pump, you know, done or a steering gear looked at or a rear end or something like that. You know, I don't mind doing that sort of stuff, the small stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I'm sort of, if I, if my shop's ever clean, probably, I'm probably not the place you need to be coming to because I've got no work on. So, you know. All right. So if you have an emergency or you, you want to have an engine builder for the rest of your life, <laughs> You get in contact with Glenn. I'll put his at on the uh, tweet, and I think you can just message him through there. And we'll do that. Um, Glenn, yeah. knows, Glenn knows I'll advertise for him anytime. <laughs> just don't expect a response on Twitter. <laughs> He'll get to you, I promise. He doesn't know oh. how to read any of this stuff, but he ends up reading every tweet I send because then he'll give me shit about it like a month and a half later. I was going to say, you were wearing one of my shirts the other day. You'd I was, yeah. I yeah. gave you a shout out in the video, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you'd be one of the few. So I just folded it too. I just did laundry. It's in my drawer. Really? Yeah, I'm surprised them things haven't worn out. They're good shirts, but they, they are good shirts. I'd be better with a fighting kangaroo on it. Well, can we yeah, get one wearing like a hockey jersey? Like a hockey jersey? Do you think? Yeah, I don't know. I like hockey, and I'm telling you what to put on the shirt. I feel like I should get some say. Okay. Well, yeah, you know. Why not? That way we don't have to, we don't have to have a bald eagle on the ground. We can do like a, a Chicago Blackhawks mascot or something. Oh yeah, what what's what's um what's like the what's like the the team that everybody hates in hockey then? No, oh, the Blackhawks for sure. Blackhawks? Yeah, well, yeah. we'll just do a kangaroo kicking the shit out of a Blackhawk. Yeah, I think yeah, I, there we go. I think we should do that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, beat it like a red-headed stepchild. It'd be fine. <laughs> You can put that tagline right at the bottom too. Oh, yeah, that would be right. perfect, Glenn. Yeah, awesome. So, sorry, I, I do on. apologize. I do apologize. You get like a weird close up, but I got like <laughs> I, I I boiled the kettle just before we sat down. So I have a, I have a cup of tea, and uh, I just haven't, you know, because my throat's a bit dry, so <laughs> I didn't want to go too cold. Sounds <laughs> like a mountain man living in like middle of nowhere, Missouri. I, no, oh, no, that's not like Missouri. If you get to Missouri, you go on too far. Ah, so yeah. it's, it's, it's over the hill on the left-hand side. So. <laughs> well, 
Glenn, thank yeah. you. Uh, thank you. Thank you for coming on on such cool. short notice. Don't worry about your face. Uh, this is no one sees our faces. Oh, thank God this for is that. All audio. Like I said, this this is not this is not photogenic or photogenic or photogenic or however it's pronounced. So I think it's photogenic. Yeah, photogenic. Yeah, that's that's got to be the one. We'll stick with that. So yeah, there, Damon. We got him on the draft there, Joe. We got him back. That's awesome, yep. Glenn. Thanks for joining us, man. That's blast. Yep. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on.